Welcome back to the Sandy Hahn Podcast, episode 41. Very excited to uh, have some uh, dear old friends with me today. To get started, before I uh, introduce them, I'm going to talk about a couple things. Mainly this past week, uh, I've been talking about on the podcast where I'm having sleep issues and uh, I'm still uh, dreading going to bed at night because it's so difficult. And this, this uh, past week has been no different. Actually, I slept a little bit last night. It's the best I felt physically, I think, because these guys are around me and I'm excited. And uh, I'm moving physically better, too, especially my ankles. So I'll just talk about it real quick. Last uh, Saturday night, the issue was I've been taking different doses of uh, sleeping pills. And some nights it works too well, and some nights it works well enough. And it's very frustrating. And uh, so last Saturday night, casual night I took some extra sleep pills that night and I uh, usually I should be in bed pretty soon afterwards and I waited too long and had a few more beers and then I got up and it, it kicked in and I was out of it and I was walking through the kitchen with my walker here and I just wiped out ate it so this, this, this is funny I can laugh about it now but the time was bad I couldn't get up I was uh, on the wood floor with my knees. My ankles were all twisted because putting all my weight in my ankles. I couldn't get up. It was two or three in the morning. It was not good. So I crawled back to the couch. Ended up sleeping there. And of course, uh, fell into a deep sleep. Ended up pissing the couch. So I just soiled it. And it was uh, awful. I got up. <laughs> do it a lot lately. And uh, managed to get back in there. And then, the, I didn't even think about my ankles, but they were so bad, I thought I broke them. So the rest of the week was me hobbling around, barely getting out of bed. And then, on top of that, I got a, uh, a flu bug of some sort. Mary Beth had it compared to me than I had, so I spent two days, not only not being able to walk, but I was uh, vomiting, other things that I won't get into detail, but it wasn't good. So finally, um, Thursday was feeling a little bit better. And I uh, ended up going to uh, talk to a sleep doctor, so I'm going to try. I'm trying to use my CPAP machine again, which is a pain in the butt, but uh, I'm trying. And I went to end up going to get x-rays at the patient uh, care, so it's not broken, and they're already feeling better, so that's good. Uh, and a few other things. Uh, finally got a, a date for the golf tournament. We're doing a golf tournament this summer. It's going to be July 17th at uh, Illyria Country Club. And we're going to get this just confirmed, so we're going to get details. We're going to do this up, make it a big party. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, uh, oh, the last part, too, is um, T-shirts. I, I still owe some people I know who uh, responded and, and bought some, and I appreciate that. And I've been lax on getting those out, so I'm going to make sure to get those out this next week. So now, without further ado, <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to three of my dear friends, Unfortunately, we're missing a fourth one, Ken Rippich, who's over in the UAE on business. But uh, uh, what's that? Looking for my wife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so it begins. Yeah, this, this is going to be a lot of fun. So I taken some notes, and I usually do that with this group. Don't need to. There's going to be so much banter and funny things going back and forth. These guys are hysterical. I had the pleasure of playing golf with them a lot. Our wives ago. don't think we are. Back when I could, good. Oh, at Westwood. Excellent. So, let's just get 
get ripping. I will start because uh, one of the first things I, I know one story, but the first time you guys, you know, met me, I was curious to what, what you thought, first thought. Because a lot of people have some interesting first impressions, and then I kind of grow on them. But I know one in particular. We'll start with Tom because it's so funny. It, uh, it's all with you. Are we thinking the same story, double legal? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So love it. Bill Lenhart <laughs> invited us to Double Eagle before the memorial, maybe 1996. And um, I'm, I'm walking up, there are a lot of guys I don't know, and walking up to the practice screen, and I see a guy with, I think the brand's called Loudmouth. Loudmouth yeah. shirt, loudmouth shorts, Pants. beret. Very loud, laugh, very loud. Very loud laughter. I need I to be to, seen. I think <laughs> I'm going to be seen. Okay. I said to myself, God, I hope that guy's not in my foursome. <laughs> and lo and behold, not only was he in my foursome, he was in my cart. So, so I put my bag on the cart, and I happened to look. Sandy was on the passenger side, and I happened to look in the, the cubby hole on the cart. And I saw two tins of skull, a pack of smokes, uh, maybe some cigars, and cold, cold beer. And I'm like, maybe this guy isn't so bad after all. <laughs> so it's uh, that's under the banner of be careful of judging people. And we uh, we had an absolute ball that day. That then the 19th hole was fun, and the steak dinner we had that night. I was met fun. you. I didn't know you. That's right. That dinner. Right. When you said how you liked the wine, I was like, I don't even know the wine you said was. Oh, so Hyde Park. Well, you'll like the wine. Well, I was with you. Okay, so I stole a dress trowel up front. Yeah, you did. It, the women upset you. I stole the line from Dennis Miller when the the wine steward came over, and I don't know who sipped it. Maybe they gave it to me you, to sip. You. And I said, I said, it's precocious, but never busy. And, <laughs> and Larry, 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 went, Larry went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when uh, I met Sandy, and then I remember the next day we had massive hangovers and we pretty much talked the whole drive up 71 like are you going into work i don't know you (laughs) we became fast friends so uh again i I tend to grow on people that the first impression is not always the best but i um larry what uh, what do you i I, well i know a few stories i met you golfing and we had already known each other very little and i think my wife invited you and Mary Beth to the pool party. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And, you know, the average age at the pool party was around 90. And we were in the back okay, and having a good time. My back was to, I didn't even know they had a DJ. And you had left and just sitting there with your wife and we're talking. And all of a sudden you hear that little screeching sound of a microphone getting put in. And Mary Beth gives the, oh dear God. And I was like, what? She goes, he's going to sing. He's going to sing. The party <laughs> was kind of lame. It was very lame. It was like, me. And I turned like, around. Right, okay, I'm going to get this shit going. Yeah, they were probably playing Frank Sinatra <laughs> and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, sweet child of mine, you picked. I requested that. And, and you were just rocking the place. And you could see you killed it. two-thirds of the crowd looking in horror. Like, <laughs> 
who is this guy over there? Mrs. Hammersham. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Yeah, it was dope, and that one Axel woman Rose went up and... to dance with you, and you threw the mic back to the DJ, and she right, was I, stunned I started, at your dancing skills. She got in front of you dancing. I started really humping her really hard. Into, <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, God. <laughs> Get out of here. And, and I remember looking up, and all of the valets were wait. standing up top looking down like they've never seen a party like that in their lives. <laughs> Got it going though. You, oh my God, the place rocked. And it no was, letter, even. No, <laughs> no. Being Coleman and even the people from inside were up yeah. there watching. I was going to say, and actually, you got a ton of people up there dancing. You were a party catalyst. So I the committee was asking whether we needed to pay him. <laughs> you know, as entertainment. I, I should have. Should have got a few <laughs> tips at least. <laughs> and Bobby, before we've. I knew you a lot before Westwood, but Avon Oaks. Yeah, Avon Oaks. We knew each other then, not well. But no, then when you came while. over to Westwood, we became golf partners. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was the blue coat. The blue coat, you and I, you were the stick. I was just along to give you a few pars. But uh, <laughs> Friday, right, you have the, the two. The, and we were in, I think, either the first or second flight. You were like a six handicap. I was probably a 12. And... I still remember Laurel and I, my wife, had we had a wedding that night or some event, and I couldn't stay around for the the parties. But we were we did pretty well on Friday. We were in the hunt for our flight, right? So I remember I I pleaded Sandy, just make sure you know get home by about midnight. <laughs> you know we're kind of in this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely, Bobby. I'm I'm in. I'm in. Right. So all I see, the first person in the locker room is Joe Minotti. And Joe says, Bob, do you, did, did you see Sandy last? I said, no, I did. Um, I hope he makes it, right? Oh, then I don't know who else. I, I must have had six guys come up and say, I hope Sandy makes it today. And I went up to Joe because Joe was the first one. And I said, Joe, what do you mean? And he said, well, let's just put it this way. He finished at my house, but I rolled him out of the car into his front lawn at 530. Oh. <laughs> so I said, okay, we were playing Greg Duncan and Jeff Houck, two serious golfers, right? Great players. And uh, our tee time was at 830. It's about... You know, it's 8 o'clock, driving range, no Sandy. 8.15, no Sandy. 8.25, no Sandy. Greg and Jeff tee off first. I tee off. And they're like, Bob, good luck. You know, it's going to be just <laughs> you one playing us. <laughs> and right then and there, I hear literally, if it's, uh, let's see if this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Rodney Dangerfield with the horn. One of the caddies is driving him up. On a golf cart to the first tee, beer in hand still. Bobby, we got this. How'd you do? I said, well, I'm down the middle. You know, I could, you know, team event could use you. Sandy gets up, tees the ball up, kind of swaggering as he normally does. 20 feet to the left. He goes, your hole. (laughs) (laughs) So it was your hole for nine holes. (laughs) And then, and I held my own against him. I think we were down one. And then you came on like a rock star. And I think we ended up winning on the 18th. Took me nine holes to wake up. As, you know, it's usually the alchemy of which of the things you're taking <clears throat> eventually kicks in and it works. Yeah. Took a while. <laughs> and we were golf partners for a while. I don't think we won anything. But no, but we had fun. Boy, did we have boy, fun. Boy, did we have fun. <laughs> yeah. 
there was so many fun stories out there, and uh, I'll tell one with Kenny Rip because he mentioned in our text thread about the headbutting. And I don't know if you guys. I don't know that. I don't, I don't know, know if you saw that or. No. I don't think you were there. It was, and I'm even a little hazy about. But I do remember I we played in some event, and everyone's upstairs smoking cigars and partying. We end up down in the, the lower bar, the at Westwood, the old bar, which I love that. Mm. And me and Kenny and a couple guys to get out of the crowd and got some drinks. We're talking and we start messing around a little bit. And, and again, I wish he was here because I'm kind of losing my thought train. But I just decided because it was something we used to do in college, a bunch of idiots. I just fucking headbutted. <laughs> Almost knocked him out. He's like, "What the fuck?" And like, "Oh yeah, come on, man!" And he he was not happy. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh," and then I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." It was just something me and guys would get stupid with and do. And and after he got the three stitches, he was yeah. Fine. I think he was running like, "Who who the hell is this guy?" Is that a cute little game Tom Lawrence plays. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot punch of the uh, just punch punching yeah. games. We should yeah. do that. I watch just you do. Walk that. up and just stand there, just jack somebody right and boom. I don't know. It's, it, we're idiots, okay? But everything my brothers did to me growing up, I think, it explains a lot. It's yeah. the, the reason the way I am. So, uh, <laughs> so many fun stuff. And then, so let's, uh, what was the next one I had? Oh, um, Augusta. Yeah. And, Bobby, you got to tell, I mean, I know I went. I'm going to tell you the first time you invited me, because... It was uh, 2005, and I had uh, I was in between jobs. I just quit one, kind of meandering, not sure what I was going to do. And you invited me to go. And at first I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you." And like Tim, it's I'm like, "What the fuck am I thinking?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going." <laughs> How often do you get invited to Augusta? I'm, like, I'm sorry, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I'm in. I'll figure it out. So we went, and that was the year that Tiger and uh, DeMarco won, or playoff and Tiger won. So you asked me when I wanted to go, either Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, well, I want Saturday, Sunday. And uh, fr- Thursday, Friday, they only got nine holes in because it was rained out. And Bobby told me when I was coming down, he goes, bring some golf shoes. And not to be, you know, like the guy out of the course wearing the golf shoes because you're going to need them. And it was the best tip I ever got because we got there and had these golf shoes on and it's so muddy and hilly there. There were ladies dressed up to the nines who would oh. <laughs> fall down the hill covered in mud. Everyone's covered in mud and I'm just like, Bobby. <laughs> so I got 27 holes on Saturday, 27 holes on Sunday in a playoff. Exactly. It was, it was unbelievable. So how, I never really knew the story. I think it moved with How that start? There's an old couple that remember staying in their house. Van and Gladys Ivy. All three of you guys right. know Van and Gladys. They were so cool. The, the most wonderful people right. living in North Augusta, South Carolina, because the Savannah River separates Georgia and South Carolina. So we'd all stay at uh, Van and Gladys's house, who were the most wonderful people in the world. Didn't, and Kenny, didn't Kenny Rippich pee on their rose bushes? He did. Okay. He did. I may be stealing your thunder. No, not at all. We should make sure that's immortalized. Because yeah. oh, and now it Don't is. edit that out. Yeah. yeah. 
Shout out to Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> the roses grew well the next yeah. year, though. I do know that. Uh, so uh, Van and Gladys met Ed and Joan Conrad, my parents, down in Florida at Atlantis Country Club on the East Coast. Ed and Joan had tickets through Goodyear, and Van and Gladys knew Spike Anderson and her husband, Bill. By the way, Spike's the lady in this. And... <laughs> As my dad, being a very shy individual, got along great, and we're looking for a hotel, stay with us. And so the relationship began. My mom and dad stayed with Van and Gladys. Van and Gladys got the very first tickets to Augusta when the tournament started. They paid 25 cents for a ticket. Oh, 25 cents. What year? They couldn't give them away. Uh, I want to say they started getting them in the 50s, late 40s, and couldn't give them away. Yeah, we'll take four. And so they hit it off with my parents, and they gave all four tickets to our family because they were not golfers and didn't enjoy it. So I got to take friends. Is it because of Larry that we've yep. never been invited back? back? <laughs> Tom, could you tell the story? We need to delve deeper into these Augusta stories because they are hysterical. It's embellished by Tom. 16th hole, Tom, you right. tell it. You're all the right. best. So, and I, I, I don't remember the year. I suck at remembering what I year things either. were, but... Bobby invited every year at Augusta's great. It was all good. And, and Kenny ripped down. Yeah. And I think we had the Friday, you had another crew coming in Saturday. So um, you got lucky with two days. But uh, so I think we were down Friday and we ran and put our chairs on the 16th. Are you telling us? No, just want to make sure you know. It. So <laughs> he's going to embellish this. Well, no, I won't embellish it, but you're wrong already because you're not allowed to run at Augusta. So we we walked fast walk. We walked quickly. It's like a married couple here. <laughs> we love each other. It's just begun. But uh, we put our chairs down on 16th. Right. And you know, for the listeners that haven't been to Augusta, it's it's almost like church-like, whisper, reverence. Like, you just, it's just, Sacred it's a ground. special place. Right. <laughs> so we put our chairs down, and then we all walked the course. We followed people that weren't in the hunt, you know, and wanted to kind of walk every hole, and we eventually made our way back to 16. So we're sitting down, and I think I said, hey, I'm going to go get a round of beers. You guys good? And Rip and Bobby are like, yeah, whatever you get is cool with us. And Larry, of course, having to be difficult, said, um, and I'll do it this way. Hey, uh, Kenny, Bobby, Larry, you guys want a beer? Yeah, thanks, Tom. And then Larry said, I think I want some M&Ms. <laughs> and we all turned to Larry and said, shh. And Larry said, I don't know if I want plain or peanut. And we're like, Larry, shut up. And these two southerly gentlemen next to us turned to me and said, I don't care what you get that guy, but get him something to put in his mouth so he'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I thought you were going to lose the tickets. <laughs> you love that. It make you happier. The story's slightly off, but I'll accept it. But it's close enough. Bobby was there. He can correct me. I think it went the way Tom said. <laughs> <laughs> but then how about how about at night? Um, when you know, Augusta's you not a culinary dinner? destination? Correct. Like we we're at Applebee's or Olive Garden or something? No, I think we did the bloomin' onion at uh, <laughs> Was that Outback Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse. That was the best right. restaurant. It was in town, right? yeah. yeah. So remember the autographs? Oh I do. We're sitting there having dinner and all of a sudden out of nowhere, that girl comes up to our table and asks for the autograph. Yeah, 
I don't know why. And but, you signed. So I signed it. I said, <laughs> what's your name? He looks like a professional. And he she does. said, He's she said, my name's Sarah. I said, you know, A-H or just A? She said, no, A-H. I said, dear Sarah, best of luck, Tom McIntyre. <laughs> and with that, another person came up from another table, said, I, I hate to do this, but I see you're, you're okay signing autographs. Would you sign my to-go box? And I said, sure, what's your name? And, Betty. <laughs> Dear Betty, best of luck, Tom McIntyre. Well, the final one was the waitress came over, and I feel horrible <laughs> about this. She took her visor off, and she said, would you mind signing my visor? And I kid you not, I signed Tom McIntyre in between DJ Singh and Phil Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> she was collecting all these great signatures. The she value of that so visor excited. went down. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah, that was, you were a celebrity. That was that was hysterical. That's funny. <laughs> and that's why we haven't been invited back. Yeah. Do you yeah. still have those tickets? Sadly, Van and Gladys both passed away, and uh, they had no children. And tickets at Augusta only travel through lineal descendants. Mm. So uh, the game's done. Last year, I think, was 2018. That's a lot later. <laughs> so how many years did you have them for? Since 1994. Wow. Pretty good run. A fantastic <laughs> run. Did you make every year? Or? I did. I made every year. Well, your sister Maybe. would take it. Uh, and would... we'd rotate around. Yeah. No, there was a year. You're right. Sharon went the whole year. Yeah. yeah. She did you the whole You gave her year. one year. Yeah, I did. You know, trying to be magnanimous. <laughs> What do those tickets go for? It depends it's, on the day of the most tournament, expensive? but if you buy Sunday and Tigers in the Hunt or someone, they're like $5,000 just for the Sunday, right? But if you get them for the whole week is what you get. Your The face value of the ticket now, I think, is $225 for four days. Four days. Might be two fifty. Hmm. I, I don't even know now. But that's a steal. But they're just it is. but they're hard well, the to get. The food's cheap down there too. Like that's right. Box. It or is. A hot dog. Pimento. Pimento sandwich. Pimento sandwich. The I chicken sandwich. Like egg salad. I had one of every sandwich. Yep. I I took a bite of the pimento and I spit it out and it's disgusting. <laughs> but I remember every day it was just I vividly remember because we were there, you know. 7 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. Right. We'd meet at the Waffle House. The wa yeah, or as Ed called it, the Awful House. Yes. <laughs> and then we like, give it sorry, Waffle House. No uh, commercials <laughs> for you. No sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> we get to the tournament. Our sponsorship, And, and again, there's no running. They open the doors, and everyone's just, just walking gently, but eventually, you know, start doing a fast walk. Because, again, like Tom mentioned, it's so sacred. Where you walk up, and you put your seat down, and that's your seat. Period. For the Never rest touch. of the day. Nobody can take it. You sit in it, plant it down, and then you can run around the course. And that's your seat. I remember the, it was the Sunday when Tiger and DeMarco win the playoff. We had a seats, planted my seat right in front of the front left bunker on 18. And we had set four up there. It's me and you and, and I forget who else. Um, but uh, then we ran all around the course, and then so it's nice you have a seat. But the problem is that it's like ten deep seats, and it's you know half the hole long. To get to your seat is difficult. 
and then of course when you get to your seat and then you gotta pee, I'm like oh god, now you wild through this crowd, but but everyone's so polite, quiet, professional, except. <laughs> I don't have a whisper voice. The siren. Yeah, he doesn't have an inside voice. That's, that's so great. The uh, So we're going to get some other rip stories in here. I'm not the one. Oh, that was the the, uh, the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Where you used, Laurel was involved with that. Laurel worked there for eight years. Uh, development department. Got to go to a lot of the induction ceremonies. You know, I didn't get to sign autographs like Tom, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have that rock star look. You do. You have just the look. Yeah, there's a song for you, right? The look. Who sings that? It is that. <clears throat> I remember the, the one. Uh, what a couple you of years. Got Laura, Laura got uh, was involved with the, the event, and we went. The induction ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Back before, I don't think it was even built yet back then. And we went to the one event. Right of the Rock and Hall being built. Oh, yeah. In, in New York? But they were doing a thing in Cleveland. I can't remember what year it was. Prior to 1993, I think, is when the Rock Hall got built. I should know this, but I don't remember. I think 93 or so. But, yeah. But there was one uh, event we were, we were having all the fun. Of course, over-served. And <clears throat> I think the B-52s. We're on stage, and the girls, although Weiss ended up on the stage, I ended up getting on stage. I think Ken was like trying to get me on the stage, and Ken's not a big guy. And he and back then I was rather svelte, and he tried to try to pick me up like on his shoulders, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> he almost fell over. It just put me down, put me down. And he's just uh, he's such a great guy. And, and the, again, for not being a big guy, I remember playing golf with him, just how far he hit the golf ball. Right. Kills no, it. He, he still crushes it. Uh, yeah. He still hits it a lot. Right? He still does. Does he get Westwood still? Still at Westwood. Yeah. Left for a short time. Yeah. Red so tail. Red tail. Red tail. He's back. You know, past president. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Was yeah. he at Inverness also? He was. He, he stopped. I, I don't know if he's still there. Ken, if you're still there, we'd like to play. Thank yeah. you. Where, why haven't we Thank been you, invited? Bob. Right. Maroon, Pepper Pike, yeah, Bobby Country. We're yeah. lining them up. Yeah, <laughs> were there more? Robin. Were there more beers out there, Larry? I could go get more. I think we should. All right, let me do it. Thank you. We're just going to keep now. Going. We can uh, talk about Larry. That he's cool. oddly enough, this is the first time of all the podcasts we've been imbibing, which I think is. Awesome. We're glad we could change that program for Thank you, you. Sandy. Yes, oh, you Larry, were, you're, and we have sponsorships. Take it to a new level, level, right? Larry helped himself. So, you know, shy, quiet I, Larry. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, speaking of now, you need to give me some more detail on the the wine and how that came about. I mean, I know we like we've always loved wine, but uh, so you're tell me about that. You, oh boy! All right, you know, this could be. <laughs> This could be a, an issue. You know, Larry, uh, I'll help you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know my problems. So, so growing up, we had some of the best wine on the table you could ask for. Blue Nun, Lancers, uh, maybe a little bit of Gallo. 
you know. Get a little Woodbridge when <laughs> you're going crazy. Well, no, Woodbridge After was a good year. too highfalutin. Boone's Farm. Um, yeah. Uh, and actually, Thank it you, was uh, Jim Barnett, the president of Goodyear, uh, who ordered a bottle of wine with Ed and Joan, he and his wife, Anna, and I was the guy driving the boat. The, you know, I was the grunt, the first mate and everything. And he said to the waiter, uh, five glasses. My dad said, Jim, Bob doesn't drink. He's only 19 years old. Jim Barnett said, yeah, bull crap, Ed. If you don't think he's had a beer, <laughs> what? So it was my very first glass of wine. Still remember today. Oh, Louis wow. Jadot, Pouligny Montrachet. It was a white, it was Chardonnay. I go, that's really good. I couldn't afford wine. It wasn't until 30s, you know, you buy that $8 bottle and then you buy the $10. And you still do. Right. Exactly. Now you are yeah. known as the wine man in Cleveland. <clears throat> I guess. I was I in guess. the Fairlawn member guest last year, and the guy we're playing with says, I'm getting into wines. There's this guy in Cleveland, Bob Conrad. <laughs> you are the man. I, I don't know about that. Everyone says, you know, how'd you learn so much about wine? Pop a lot of corks, right? Just taste a few. So anyways, so... I am the Grand Argentier for the Confrérie du Chevalier du Testavon. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> what did he just say? I, no I, just, I thought he sneezed. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Here, let me wipe up my... <laughs> so anyways, so, I, I, uh, I, I enjoy the fermented grape. What, what is that in layman's terms? It stands for the Brotherhood of the Knights of the Tasting Cup. So yeah, really. Are you yeah. like a super sommelier, or have that's you gone a, and had that test? Never done it. Never right. done now, it. Is that a Cleveland organization, or that's, that's international? And you're like the top in the United States, the Commanderie de Marique, which the is the top guy US. in the United States. So for the wine committee, there's five of us that go to Burgundy in November and maybe taste uh, about 75 wines a day. So <laughs> yeah, we just taste. <laughs> we spit. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Do you have a favorite we don't wine? inhale. One favorite wine. What is your favorite if you had to go go to? The best wine I've ever had yeah, or my favorite? you have ever had? Domaine Romani Conti, Latache, 19. It'd be 64. Like John Crisp Winery, you can find <laughs> that there? That's where it is. <laughs> delicious. Absolutely delicious. So you, good stuff. Are you still smoking cigars? I am. It doesn't do a lot of wonders for your palate when you're tasting wine, but they're still too good. You got me into that uh, when we were playing golf at Westwood. Yeah, every six holes, every, right? Yeah, you, you ran through those things. Down, but, and I recall, you used to inhale. I did. Why? Did I, that ruin my political career just now? That I no, no, it's inhale. Inhale cigars. No, cigars. No. Cigars. And the uh, restaurant, <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did you do that? And we, you stopped because I think it was or, maybe or do you oh so you're still doing it you. I, I love cigars Me too. love cigars I do too but then I remember I was playing with you and Rip a lot and, and all these guys and, and I thought well I'm going to step out and learn more about cigars so I ended up going to that store in Mayfield I can't remember what it's called Cousins Cousins oh no uh, Dad's Dad's Cigar on Mayfield Road, right by 271? Yeah. Dad's Cigars. And I played in some invitational on the east side, and this guy was had these, like, it was a vanilla cigar with a sugar tip. Swisher Sweet. And I was like, this is cool. I remember buying some. I come back over, and I got 
abused. You hear like what? Like swatting. Like, it was like, <laughs> like oh, the I brand is actually acid. I think, if I remember Swisher, right. Swisher bought acid. Did they really? Yeah. It was they, look Drew, at you. It was called well, Drew Estate. He sells advertising. Yeah. Right. They were nice cigars. Yeah, they But the fact are. that they were vanilla flavored, and I got abused because you guys were the old school. I mean, what, what, what's your... Now I like uh, Ashton. Is that it? Ashton's phenomenal. I think right? it's a nice yeah. mid-range. And it's Arturo nice Fuente, pool. Hemingway's, David Off, uh... Those are my go-to. Monte Cristo, uh, yeah. I can't Candy, do Cohibas. The only time I would smoke too, too, cigarettes too tough. is golfing with yeah. you. A little bit rough for me. What's that? <clears throat> the only time I would smoke cigarettes is golfing with you. Yeah, I've, uh, I quit that. I smoke a lot of cigarettes, especially in the golf course. There's nothing yeah. better. I mean, you no, guys We used just... to talk about where, you know, tee off at 7 a.m. and say hi to somebody more at Westwood. And they just, as you walk down the, the fair, the little vitriol of, you know, yep. cigarette. It was just uh, still. Well, you had you had certain holes that you'd always light one. Like a par five, never on a par three. Yeah. That was, uh, is that right? So I had. Uh, and everyone would look forward to hole number four if you'd ask Alex Barkley for a beer. Right? Yeah. The little ones. <laughs> yeah. Is he still only out there? Bud Light, right? Still out there. Is it only Bud Light or yeah. Bud? Bud Light. No, Bud Light. Yeah. The, the little ones. But they had the little seven and a half. Yeah. Right. You can't get those anymore, can you? I don't. I haven't seen them. Like Little Kings. Love Remember those. Little Kings? Because yeah. they never get yeah. one. Yeah, well, one hitters. Yes. So I've got to give <laughs> you credit for <laughs> you said, one hitters. You said, no, bring a, bring a golf story. What's that? A golf story. So I'm playing. Oh, yeah, but we got a lot of those. I'm th- I'm, I think I'm playing Neil Dreher in a match who's a much better golfer than me. And you I didn't have to say that. And I was probably I was probably nervous. And on number one, I snap hook like I do. And I think I'm on the tennis courts at Westwood. You didn't get a car, did you? You you were there, couldn't find my ball. So I'm walking back to the first tee, and you said, "What are you doing?" And I got a VT. And you said, fuck it, it's match play. You're just down one. Move on to number two, concede number <laughs> one. But I was thinking, like, stroke play mind, and Sandy helped put me on a different mindset for match play. So you were like, win number two when the match is even. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is a guy that used huh. to play high school golf. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I got to, I think it was better at match play than. Stroke play for that same guy. I just had a better mind for it because a lot of times I remember playing a couple of guys, uh, Coglin, maybe Frank Coglin, and uh, I forget the guys, some older guys. They were nice guys and they were good players, but they're really good in match play when they're winning. And the one guy I was, I was three down after four. He's as talkative as can be. I'm like, yeah, okay, you want a beer? Just fine, yep, and next you know, just chipping away, chipping away. Yeah. Next you know, I beat him up, I closed him out at 16. And the last three holes, he's not talking at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you remember what we were talking about earlier? And then he's just like, <laughs> steam coming out of his head, like, yo, you're a good guy when you're winning. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that kind of, I found that worked pretty well. So I did the same thing with, uh, oh God, what was his name? Nice guy, Doug something, but. Good player. Sanker. Hmm? Sanker. Sanker. Maybe. Now, uh, a lot of good golfers at Westwood. I can't remember. 
you'd, you'd know him, but good players, same thing. Because I, you know, worked the one time with one guy after, I don't know, eight, nine holes, he's like two or three up. I really think he's got me on the, on the boards. And when you get to the halfway house, I'm, I think I like, did a shot or something, and then it's got big old drinky wine thing. And he's like, no, I'm good. So he's trying to be serious. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm, <laughs> at this point, I'm not going to bid. I'm going to have some fun. And then I'm going to get in his head. And we, same thing, started uh, slowly chipping away. I think I closed him out on 15. Being, I mean, he just, again, lively, lively, and happy, and then all of a sudden, you know, things go south. He didn't want to talk too much. I think he just left. Well, Sandy, out of all of us, I have no doubt you've had the lowest index. And how low have you been? 1.5. There you go. Yeah, it's very exactly. strong. Exactly. stick. That's why I, I used asked him to be, be a partner. Huh? Yeah. No <laughs> I got down to six, and I was a horrible six. I couldn't play to it. Eight flight champ. Yeah, but <laughs> being a low handicap, oh, I had to get on there with you. <laughs> being a low handicap and, and playing in tournaments is is difficult. I mean, you you got to shoot in the park. Yeah, right. Because you get all the guys, the sixteens, eighteens, who are <clears throat> shooting seventy eight, and like I I can't beat that. Right. That would happen a lot. I went to a, a Michigan playing the golf tournament with my father in law. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's came, came around instead of two. And everyone's like, I played four. Oh, I'll fall. Was it Oakland Hills, too? No, it was right near there. Uh, Forest Lake Country Club. Forest Lake. Right, it was nice. right on the corner. Right. We drive yeah. past Oakland Hills. <clears throat> but these guys who were like 16 shooting 75 on the ag day, I'm like, hey, I couldn't beat that. Cheaters. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We do that on the front nine. Yeah. Yeah. Been yeah. there. <laughs> well, no one, no one throws their ass into a swing like Sandy. Oh, Is that yeah. true? True. I mean, it's a waggle in your swing, but it's. I've got a badonk donk in there. I stick it out. <laughs> you do. Show everyone, and then I Break right up, and I'll bam. I used to hit it really far. Now I can't play. And you had that drive that would low. start low, low and then just rise. Yeah. If I could putt, that would be would have been a game changer. I have so many scores, times I've shot. I've shot in the par west of a bunch. 70, 70, never broke 70 there. I did it Lakewood and a few other places. But I probably had 20 or 30 rounds of like 72, 73. Six three putts. Wasn't your dad a great putter? Yes. You should have had him give you a Frustrated the hell of me. <laughs> well, Lee Trevino wrote that book, uh, uh, How to Line Up a Putt Correctly on the Fourth Try. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the story of my life. Yeah. Fourth try is a pickup. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, what is the definition of a gimme? Is that a contract between two bad putters? Yeah. yeah, my, my definitely give me, you know, got a lot different. It's a little oversight product. It was bad. I remember <clears throat> Buddy Craig Nodorini, we'd play together, and he'd get so frustrated. He's like, you were one of the best golfers from tee to green, and then you can't buy. It's, just, it's, it's, it's mental. I should have went to my dad, but all he wanted to do was beat me. 
<laughs> he's not going I, I go, you know, drive down the nice drive, hit McQueen, you know, 10, 15 feet away. He's over here, over there, over here, chips on 6 and 20 foot of a par, and I three putt. And he's, and he, of course, he's like, oh, you better not jink on those chains. He's like Rodney Dangerfield, truly. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really know you, but make that. And it was a nice drive, nice shot. Now, what are you going to do? And it just got in my head. So I just, uh, I should have taken some putting lessons, but I, I never did, unfortunately. So, what is, uh, you are. No, Bob's at country. I am. He says you only played once. Country uh, last year, or just country? Just country. I, I, I didn't play at country last year. I played at a course called Perfect Wedgwood memory. down in Powell. They love me. They love me. They love me. Uh, I, I just haven't been at the time. Same way at Westwood. I know. You're, yeah. you're killing ducks. Well, I, I will have to say bird hunting has sort of, you know, surpassed. Are you, are you, are you you're not doing that anymore? Yeah. Oh yeah, still still duck hunting. Yeah, you know I got to put meat on the table somehow. You know, <laughs> goes well with your wine. It does. A nice Pinot Noir, and the duck a la orange. Larry, what's your handicap? You Larry's gotten. Remember Sorry. when we first started playing? I always loved playing with Larry. Oh You're well, a we stick would play now. a lot with Jimmy Geither. We yeah. always go yeah. up to an event at Westwood, yeah. and I just won the A flight this year just so I could be on a plaque with Tom. Very nice. Yeah. There was no more fun I had just as a. At a Part of the force of watching when we play with these two, and doesn't matter who the other person was because the banter between oh Larry and oh. Tom. Oh. It was always me and you against Larry yeah, and yeah. Geither. You and uh, it's Larry. That, Larry's that, just that Holvey guy. Holby. I hate who almost killed my son. Yes, that son of Could a have bitch. Been the head. Yeah, Dave Holvey. Yeah, yeah he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we texted you immediately to tell you that. Yeah, Dave Holby, we're playing in the member guest, and Dave, your son, Patrick, no, Kevin, Kevin was out for caddying. Dave hit the ball into the tree, and you could see Kevin backing out of the tree to watch it come out, and he did the head shake because he didn't know which way the ball was going, and it hit him right in the crown of the nose, and he went down, and uh, Dave was like, holy shit, I got to get out there and see how he's doing, so he rushes out, takes the cart, rushes out, we're on the tee forever, people from the other hole come over. Everyone's looking at your son on the ground. Now we're backing up behind me. <laughs> the one group comes up and goes, Larry, I think you can hit. You could probably hit there over here on the left. You know, why don't you hit? Guess and then you can happens. go out. I hit it into the same tree. <laughs> and, every, and I have to yell four. I was like, oh, my God, you couldn't have a worse situation. I didn't hit anybody, though. But we immediately <laughs> sent a text to you saying your son's going to be okay. Well, I got three texts before you. Like Minotti texted me, he's like, Wolf killed your kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he shows up the next day, you know, it turns like green and yellow. Like his whole nose looked horrific. And, but he, he almost came back. Killed him. He almost <laughs> killed him, right. And I like that Holvey gave him a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it was some of the most. Uh, I love you, I love you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> nicest guy in the world, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would play, uh, and Larry just talks oh my God. throughout the golf round, which I love. I, I, used, I used to hate it because I wanted to be serious, and now I don't need music playing, and I want to talk, and, and just banter, and, and you know, Tom's up to hit his ball, and Larry's kind of trying to whisper to me. Of course, it's just like, hey, you just hit it, and Tom's like, I can hear you, Larry. Uh, I'm trying to hit the golf ball. You mind shutting your mouth? Uh, and then the banter would go, I can't go. 
back and forth. It was just. Larry talks in his own backswing. <laughs> Doesn't he does. hurt me. That, that reminds me of the story. So I, yeah. I had my father in law out at Westwood for the invitational, and one of the nine holes was uh, alternate shot, true alternate shot. That's tough. Which is yeah. so hard. Right. And, and my so father-in-law was like a 22, so he was, you know, I love him to death, but he's inconsistent. Yeah. So, and I think we're on the, doesn't matter what hole, he puts me just like in the tee shot, you know, dead, or somewhere bad. I'm playing with uh, Dr. DeMassa. Tommy DeMoss. Dr. D. Just a legend. He's hysterical. <laughs> and he, I forget who his partner was, another uh, dentist or orthodontist. Jimmy Stroh. Stroh. Yeah. And he's, he's, always, he's always talking. You ever played with him? Yeah. Because he just he's relaxed. Even just during his own swing, he's talking. And my father-in-law hits me into some god-awful spot. He goes, wow, that's tough. Uh would never want to do that uh, to my father-in-law. Now my mother, in his middle is better. Now my mother-in-law is <laughs> <laughs> dressed and I've left my ass off. Literally, he's saying all this while he's swinging. Now my mother-in-law, fuck her. <laughs> That's Hopefully she never sees this. Yeah. Is he still out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. It was too funny. I had, uh, boy, I learned a lot from him. Especially uh, playing seven and a half in uh, at Westwood in the old days. I don't know if you guys have really got into that the card game. Oh, in the early days, yes. they played a lot of what I joined. A it lot was of more money. dice, a lot yeah, of dice. dice. Yeah, that's when I loved. Yeah, yeah. And that pot could cost yeah. you a fortune. Oh, yeah. I learned quickly not to do that. And you had a lot of rotator cuff issues from slamming the you know, dice. That was Kenny, was Kenny. Kenny or was Pritchard. So funny. Pritchard. Pritchard. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, that. Mikey Kelly part of that crew probably. Oh yes. yeah, yes. for sure, without a doubt. Well, the seven and a half game, you know, that was pretty popular out there. Yeah, and I was a young guy playing with Tony Romano, Dr. D, a couple other Highland. And these guys, I didn't have any money. No, I wouldn't play. Either. And I these did. guys are Ooh, Frankie Circone. Yeah, oh, Frankie Circone. Who else was Frankie's in that? Frankie's not uh, anymore. The yeah. same, the same. Crews always out there. Sure. I'm like, I only get here. Yeah. And uh, and the, the pots, get, pots get like two huge. or three grand. Yes. You start sweating. Oh, <laughs> I'm shooting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a, there's a pot, and it goes to me. I'm like, I have five. Which is, yeah. I got a pot, and I'm good. And I'm like, okay. and Tony Romano was just. Turns his card over, he's got like a, a six. So I had to go, I had to leave checks in people's lockers because I'm hoping they would not, don't, don't, don't cash out. Yeah, yeah, I owe you. Cash until next don't week. Cash out, don't tell Mary Beth. It ha- happened t- twice, and the people are talking about it. I'm much lost. But then I got him back, and I won big again, big again, and I'm like, I'm done. They don't do that anymore. It's no, not, no. It's no. it's dangerous. You that don't game. see it up there the way that, that used to be at the old club. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, no longer. So Sandy, I gotta share a story with you. 
Sandy was always dressed to the nines. Not a handsome man. I mean, he is very handsome man. I try. Um, and you were That's the right. first guy, and I was told this by my wife, that you were the first guy that bought a pair of jeans called Diesel. And literally, and Laurel goes, you know, you know, I'm Garanimals. You know, that's as far, you know, preppy Garanimals. And you killed the Wrangler, though. Yeah, let me tell you, 550, straight leg. So Laurel says to me, did you see Sandy had a really nice pair of jeans? And I want to say, I think those jeans were like 200 bucks or 300. something. Three, right? And I said to Laurel, I go, holy crap. I said, I... Can't I can't afford that pair of jeans. Oh, you yeah, think but, I could? <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 she goes, well, Sandy really looked good. I said, were you noticing Sandy? He's, you know, not me. <laughs> well, he, again, he is a handsome man, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got as a gift for my birthday diesel jeans because nice. of Sandy Hahn. Yeah, I think I All wore right. them to one party. <laughs> and it was actually, I can tell you exactly who it was. Your brother, Steve. Had a party. Yeah. And uh, you guys know this story, but, or maybe not, but I would say to Laurel, Sandy is, he is the best, right? He sings, you're karaoke, <laughs> you're unbelievable. Kicked out of a few bars for that, but that's yes. okay. Yeah. Truly, actually, you guys need to tell a few of those stories, but we're at your brother Steve's house. Tim's there, your sister, uh, Liz, right? And mm -hmm. so we're there, and I said, the party gets going. Once Sandy starts doing the Boo Weekly or, uh, you know, where he, he starts to... Smack my, my pants come down a lot. I had some troubles. Yeah, well, this is not a universe bulletin defect. podcast, right? <laughs> yes. So I, it was at about maybe 11 o'clock. He starts rolling. I said, the party's a go now, right? And the party ends when Mary Beth comes into a bar and takes you out. Dragging my ass away. Yeah, I've she seen that. She let me get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it made me think about another great night. Yeah, I don't recall. I don't know if you. I think you may have been there. You did. We went to Bob and Laurel's house at. Uh, and I'll keep this. Is this the one in Westlake? Yeah. This is where oh, you yeah. put the man cave in. I think. Yes. Yes. Are you showing me the man? I was cave? there, but I left early because I had my. Well, you kids. missed some stuff. <laughs> I'll tell one early story, then you tell the later There story. was somebody who was doing something at 2 in the morning, running around his house naked, because we started playing Who Ring, was that? Ring, Ring, ringing doorbells. I don't know. I think it was... Uh, um, I, I do know who, but I'm going to yeah. keep it anonymous. Sandy, though, that night, I brought my and kids. I, and I, I rang the doorbell with a neighbor, too, and then it ran around the house and came back. And I don't know. We were... The Humphreys actually called me the next day. Oh, no. <laughs> really? It's okay. It's all good. Is Bob and Karen were fine. Then moved to the east side. He was a lawyer. That was the only thing I was worried about. <laughs> well, I heard about it. Well, yeah, the next I had day. to move out of that neighborhood right after oh, that party. Yeah. And I would have bought your house. But you've ever told me you would have. You sold it. Loved your house. My kids. That, loved I love that. That was great. That was a great. Let's move there. But then, but the, now, I got to yeah. tell you a story there. Though we came because I couldn't get a sit. I brought my little kids. My daughter was afraid of you. You remember? She's like two. What did and you she do kept it? looking at you because you were kind of loud. And so I kind of knelt Isn't down she used to, to Sandy. That? Yeah. I knelt down and I was trying to say it's okay, Sandy. And I went to give he him a kiss bite. on the cheek. 
And he turns and kisses me on the lips. And my daughter, you know, you see a little two-year-old, she's just like, she's still in therapy. <laughs> it would be later on we'd talk about some reason we would talk about that house. I've heard like that going to Mr. People. Conrad's house, and she'd be like, that man kissed you. You know, I'd be like, oh, God, here That's we go. That's scary, again. man. It is scary for a little kid. To I've, see used that one, I've used that one a lot. Yeah. People don't always like it. <laughs> I liked it, but my daughter did I not like it. Now that was that was such a great night, and I mean, literally, there's just so many days and nights that we've had together. Oh, from oh. golf, late nights, dinners, late yeah. nights. Uh, I'm going to remember it for hopefully the uh, rest of my long long, time. long life. But this has been uh, so fun. Anything, any uh, other comments or closing thoughts before we I would say, you know, you had written down things about this, about things we, early things about you. I'd give you immense credit for being the most uninhibited person. As a shy guy growing up, believe me. No. I mean, when I met you, I was like, God, I wish I could be more that guy who could just, you just lean into life. And, and I love that about you, you know, as a Thank friend you. that I would see you do things be like, God, he has no reservations about getting on stage and <laughs> doing some, just being you. It's a great quality. It's true. I love you for it. I mean. Well, I appreciate that. And it, unfortunately, I lost that for a few years this past, since this diagnosis, but um, I've been fighting through it. And, and this, this, things like this help me so much. Yeah. It's therapeutic. And to talk with just old friends because we haven't seen yeah. each other so long, but it's like we were just teeing off on Westwood yeah. last week. One right. one thing, Sandy, hands down, best hugger in the world. <laughs> and I hug. say that even from a guy standpoint, right? Yeah. I, you are bring it in. <clears throat> you are you say bring it in. Best hugger in the well, world. And I've gotten away a lot of times. Uh, I'll give the hug and I'll give whatever it is, and I say what. Smack in the ass, and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and other people are like, "Shock! Oh my God!" I'm like, I, I think it was Todd McMahon. Was like, How do you get away with that? Like, These women would slap me, but you're smacking asses all over the place, and they're just they're laughing and giving them one other hug. Because I'm Sandy. That's right. How you do exactly it? Exactly right. Tom. I, I get away with it. Always have. So the uh, well, I'll mention real quick too, because it was really special. Is Tom was just playing a video of uh, these guys, of uh, the lead singer, Sister Hazel, doing a video that he recorded, that Tom requested, and I, he's, I'll keep it quick, but he's going along and talking to me from his car, and it was just special. I remember he sent it to me and showed it to my wife and both looked at it and like, brought it to me, like how special that was, and, and just all you guys have been special. For a long time, and I'm hoping that uh, this will be the last time when, uh, that we get together. So I, I can't golf, but we're doing this fundraiser at Lear Country Club. So hopefully, you can come out and make it. It'll be fun. July 17th, you said. July 17th. Monday. Monday. Nice. It's on my calendar. And we're going to start uh, getting more details out to, to you guys and everyone. And. Uh, well, and if we can help plan it, stop yeah. Well, I know you guys. Yeah. Anything? I would love that. Right now we've got 
my brother-in-law TR, who wanted to get it going last summer, and uh, never I was not doing good back then. I had a lot of bad things, but um, but more than Mary, if you guys can help, help to reach out. Yeah, I appreciate that, and then a few others were involved because. I've at least got the date and the place, and now I'm like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I, don't, I want to get involved more, but it's difficult for me at times to move on. I haven't, actually, this is the best day of the week. This week, I literally was in bed and hard to get out of bed. And I've had a lot of weeks I've gotten, fortunately, in the sleep, you know, going two days and nights with no sleep at all. What that does to you, it just it ruins the rest of the day. And I finally slept last night, and I feel fucking fantastic. And so to spend this time with you guys is amazing. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully uh, this spring or summer we can get back together and go on the golf course. I'll just sit in the car. You ride with me. I'm going to ride in the car with you. <laughs> Like old times. Actually, I'd like to drive the beer cart with you since I'm not playing any golf. I'm not either. We can smoke cigars. You know what, Sandy? Drink you and beer me. and wine and have a little megaphone or something, in it, and we'll just rip on that. Absolutely. Actually, we'll have a microphone talk loud in Larry's back swing. Well, yes. Exactly. He'll love it. He'll love it. Perfect. Larry doesn't need a microphone because he talks real loud and everyone else's back swing. Anyway, so. so that will uh, that will do it for this uh Episode. Thanks for These guys are you, awesome. Buddy. Sandy, love Can't being with thank you. Thank you enough to, that you came for this. Uh, sorry, Rip. We'll, we'll, we'll try and maybe do, no, do another one at some point. Because I've actually have, I've scheduled a bunch more of these, um, which is exciting because I don't do anything. So this is something for me to. You do a great job. It kind of gives me a purpose to do something. And it, but it's also special. I know that other people who have responded, people again, I haven't talked to since high school, like, oh, wow. this is meaningful that's that awesome. means everything to me that yeah. other people can see something and uh it helps them that means the world to me so i'm going to keep doing a bunch of those and we've got a few groups who are doing encore presentations so oh. we're going to do another one too because rip missed this one so we can't need to come back and uh, defend himself <laughs> <laughs> defend himself so uh that'll be it thanks guys thank awesome. you awesome. thanks right. Sandy. take care thanks, peeps fellas.